0: Let's take a Bible this morning, go over the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. We're back in Hebrews 12, preached out of this last Sunday morning. uh, And going to preach a little more out of it today. Now, I may repeat just a few things that I said last week, uh, but I really feel impressed. This week I have felt impressed that uh, this would be the message uh, for today. And uh, if the Lord will let me, I'm I'm at least going to preach a two-part series I'll have them this thought on what is Christianity, on what is our Christian life likened unto uh, in the Bible. And I'm going to ask you to stand this morning in Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, we're just going to read one verse for right now. And uh, you pray that the Lord will help you, preacher. You pray that the Lord will help us this morning. Uh, and I pray you'll get encouragement. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, we want you to come to know Him. He is alive and well, seated on the right hand of the Father. And he is the one that died for sinners. And that was me, and that was you if you're saved this morning. But if you're unsaved, that's still you. And he wants to save you uh, and do something for you. And I'll tell you, he can today. But I want to look in Hebrews chapter 12. I'll begin to read in verse 1. Uh, Wherefore seeing we are also... Uh, are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You can be seated this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We thank you again for just the wonderful mercy. And the grace that you've given us. Thank you for the choir singing. Uh, Lord, I pray that it honored you. And that it brought glory to you. We tried to sing and play the best we could. But Lord, we wanted you to be honored in it. And have the praise. We ask now, Lord, that you'd help us while we preach. Lord, we certainly need you to come by and give good liberty. And give give liberty and that to uh, move in folks' heart today for the Holy Spirit to do that. Lord that when we leave out of here, we'll not only leave out of here different, but we'll leave better than how we come in. I thank you for each one that's here. I pray that face one lost save them. I pray that they would see their need to trust Jesus as their Savior, and they would move and trust you. Help the one that needs help, encourage us with this message today. Touch noise afresh, for we need you. I cannot do this without you, and I know that. And I pray you'd help. We love you and we thank you now. Help now for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Uh, If I could ask you a question today, uh, how many of us could run a race? How many could run a race? Hunter raised his hand. Only one in the whole church to raise his hand. Hunter raised his hand. For me to answer that question, I would have to define what a race is. Now, if we're going to run from the stage to the back of the building, then I could probably run a race. I would be hobbling by the time that we got there, and I would be sucking wind by the time we got there, but I could run the race. But let me ask you today, there are, or let me say this, there are many uh, things that are called races. Uh, we call the 100-yard dash a race. Uh, I could go 100 yards, but it ain't going to be with a dash, I can tell you that. Uh, A marathon is 26.2 miles. How many of us could run a marathon? Do you think you could run 26.2 miles? That's a long way today. Did you know that some races are uh, contained in 50 to 100 miles? And as I studied this message, I found that there is one race that is run uh, in Queens, New York, that it is 3,100 miles, and they run it, and they give you 52 days to run that 3,100 miles. Now, that's a race. That's a race. I mean, they have 52 days to complete it. They start at 6 o'clock in the morning. They run till midnight. That's 18 hours a day. And they run among all the people of Queens, New York, while they're doing their daily life. And everything that's going on, you've got these runners that are running around a block. To run that race in 52 days, you have to average 3.3 miles an hour to complete the race. They give them six hours to eat. They give them six hours to fix their feet and sleep. And I know that they're eating while they're running. And they say they have to consume around 10,000 or more calories a day. And that to run that race. But there's been some winners that have run that race in 40 days. 3,100 miles in 40 days. You think you could do that? I know I could not do that. I've I've, I've got a bad knee. I'm overweight. I I mean, I'm not in no kind of shape at all uh, to be running a race. But there's benefits to running a race. As I looked at that and studied on that, I found that you can have uh, improved cardiovascular health, heart health in running a race. Uh, You get increased lung function. I'd say that's true. I mean, do you all remember when you was younger and you used to run? Some of you will not run now. And I say younger because there's no way I'm running unless somebody's chasing me. I mean, I'm just going to be honest about some things. I don't run for the fun of it. Some people run for the fun of it. I don't run for the fun of it. I run because something's after me. But you can remember and you'd get done and you'd be breathing hard. That's why I still have. But it's increased lung function. It's strengthened muscles and increased metabolism and stress reduction and improved immune function. Weight management. Boy, I'd say so. Decreased risk of uh, chronic disease. So there are benefits in that to running a race. You know, the Bible right here in Hebrews chapter 12 said, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Our Christian life is like a race. Uh, It's not not a sprint. uh, It's not a short race. Uh, uh, friend, this thing is a lifelong run that men you have to have. And, I, and I'm going to tell you this morning, uh, uh, you don't have to run fast, uh, you just got to run to finish. And the thing about it is, is, as we're going to see this, I want you to hear me today. If you don't get anything else, uh, you listen to me, run so that you'll finish, but that you'll finish right. And that's my desire, is that while I run this race, uh, uh, that I'll run it right. I want to run it right. Like I said, I'm going to deal with that here in a minute. And I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, But I want to run right. And I want to be pleasing uh, uh, to the one who put me uh, in this race. So I want you to look at what the Scripture says right here. Uh, He said, Wherefore seeing we are also compassionate about with so great a cloud of witnesses. So there are those uh, uh, in chapter 11 in the roll call of faith uh, uh, that have run the race. I believe that's what he's talking about. They have run this race of faith uh, and they have finished uh, well. And he said, let us lay aside uh, every weight in the sin which is so easy to beset us. And we looked at that last week. I'll deal with it here in a minute. And let us run with patience the race that is before us. Can I say that first of all, I, uh, as all of us are in the race that are saved, uh, you're supposed to be running a race, uh, but we've got to be in shape to run. There is no way that I would set out today to run a marathon i mean there's no way that i i mean i would now in all honesty and all kidding aside i, I, I could run around the parking lot I, I would be tired my knee would be hurting but i could do it and probably do it more than once but we're not talking about a short run we're talking about a long run and he says right here he said let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is so easily beset us so if we're going to run, then we've got to put some things aside. We've got to get some things off of us uh, that would hinder us in this race. And we looked at that last week. Uh, uh, that would weight us down and keep us from running. So preacher, you're a broken record. Maybe I am, but maybe you need to listen. Maybe you didn't get it last week. There are things uh, that he talks about right here, the weight and the sin uh, that does easily beset us and lay them aside. We talked about bitterness and malice and adultery and fornication and stubbornness and uh, being self-willed and prideful of those things. You know, it's awful hard to run when you're having to deal with those things, ain't it? I mean, listen, my my doctor told me here a while back, he said, you'd be in great shape if you would just get back to the weight that you were in around 2016. I I, I would have to lose roughly about 55, 60 pounds to get back there. He said, you would be in great shape if you just do that. And when I was doing that, and during that time, I I was walking every day at least a mile and a half. And listen, I'd lost weight. I, I, I felt good. I breathed better. My heart worked better. Amen. All that stuff done better. Why? I didn't have no weight on me. See, that stuff that weights us down, whether it is sin uh, or whether it is a literal weight. uh, And by the way, and and, and like I said last week, he does define this different. He classifies them different. He calls one a weight and the other a sin. And a lot of times we do carry weight with us. Maybe the weight of worry. the, The weight of discouragement and fretfulness maybe the weight of this world or maybe the weight of what we want to do instead of doing what God would want. Hey, listen, that will stop us. Are we okay this morning? Okay. just making sure. He says that we've got to get in the shape uh, to run this race. We've got to lay this stuff aside you got to lay your screen time aside. you got to lay that phone down. Yeah, I've got to lay that phone down. I've got to uh, put that computer away and put that TV away. Uh, and if I'm going to run, I've got to get rid of that stuff. He said, Preacher, he said, I ain't telling you it's wrong to have that stuff. I'm telling you what keeps you weighted down from being able to serve Christ. That's what I'm asking you. That's what I'm encouraging you to do is look at those things. Take your Bible and go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm talking about running the race. What is our Christianity likened to? It's like running a race. When we get to uh, 1 Corinthians 9, Paul talks about How that in verse twenty or verse nineteen he's made himself free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more, and unto the Jews I became a Jew, as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews, to them that are under the law, as under the law that I might gain them that are under the law. What's he talking about? He said, Look, I've done everything I could to save him, to get them Jews saved. If you go over, it's in Acts 19, I believe it is, I can't remember, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, But Paul even shaved his head, took a vow, uh, uh, and tried his best. Uh, He said, right here, I became as a Jew. He said, I'd done whatever they required out of me that I could win them. He didn't do nothing wrong. I mean, you can't go sit down at the beer joint, drink a beer, and try to win somebody. I understand that. But Paul said, look, to the Jew, I became a Jew that I could win them. Verse 21, to them that are without the law, as without law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. I'm talking about the Gentiles. Paul didn't have a problem with eating meat that was offered idols. Do you know that? He said, that idol is Nothing. He said, that idol's nothing. Listen, I I can eat that. But he did say this. He said, if eating that meat makes my brother to offend, he said, I'll not eat that meat as long as as the world stands. Verse 22. To the weak became I as I weak, and I as weak that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Now watch what he says. And this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partaker, I be partaker thereof with you. He said I've done all this for the gospel's sake. that they'd get saved. But then he said this in verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain and every man that striveth for the mastery is tempering in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an uncorruptible. Therefore so run, not as uncertainty, uh, uh, uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest it by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Listen, we're we're not running this race for ourselves. Paul said, I have become all things to all men that I might win some for the gospel's sake. That's why we're running. We're running because of Jesus Christ. We're running this race. uh, uh, Listen, first of all, that we can win others uh, uh, and that we could point others to Christ, uh, but that we can also be pleasing uh, unto him. You look right here. He said they do it what? He said they do it that now he's he's comparing it, uh, no doubt, unto the Roman athletes. I uh, uh, talking about those that run. He said, and those that strive in mastery. He said they do it for corruptible crown, but we an incorrupt. He said that we can win that incorruptible crown at the end. Now how does he do that? Now I'm talking about we've got to lay aside every weight and sin. Notice what he said right here. He talks about his body in that running. You catch that, didn't you? He is talking about his body. He, he said, look, I don't run, I don't fight. And I'll come back and do that in a minute. As one that beateth there, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. He said, "I have got my body under control. I have brought it into subjection and that of Jesus Christ." I remember years ago. We still have this picture hanging on our refrigerator at the house. Years ago, I hadn't been. I probably hadn't pastored here uh, maybe two or three or four years. I, I and we went down to the pumpkin farm down toward Riceville. And, and, of course, the kids was having a big time and uh, all those things. But uh, Miss Beverly might remember the yes, we is on those, those little pedal-type tractors. And we were racing. We were racing. And, and, and I run. And, I mean, I, I was driving them little pedal-type tractors. Man, that was a sight, man. I'm telling you, a bunch of adults out there on them things. But you know what happened uh, right there toward the end of that thing? I, I, I got tired. My body got tired. Uh, uh, and you know what I did? I tagged out let Miss Beverly come in and ride my little pedal type tractor and she won. Amen. I brought her through. That's all I can tell you. Brought her through. But what, what, did, what happened? What did I do? I got tired. Now, to be honest with you, I, I believe that I could have kept my body under subjection. I may not have won. I may not have been able to keep the lead. But I believe that I could have kept my body under subjection enough that I could have finished that race. Preacher, do you think about that? I do think about that from time to time. I do think about that because I'm going to tell you that's how we're to run life. Yes, it does get tiresome sometimes. I'll get there in a minute. But listen, we need, you know, the word subjection literally means the act of vanquishing and bring under to the dominion of another. The state of being under the power or control of another. Paul said, look, I keep my body and bring it into subjection. I'm in subjection to Christ, and that's how I'm going to run this race. See, I did not have to pedal for all I was worth when I was running them little tractors. All I had to do was finish. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people, they start out their Christian race uh, and man, they hit it wide open as hard as they can go and uh, and they're going to set the fields on fire and some of them do and uh, and they go and they go and thank God for folk that go. But friend, this thing is not a hundred yard dash. This thing is a long marathon that we're going to have to run. Are you telling me, preacher... Uh, that I don't need to run as hard as I can. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm telling you that the Scripture tells us over here, uh, and just let me move on with it, that it says right here that we're to run how? Let us run with patience. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Listen, if you're beset with those sins, if you're beset with that weight, you're not going to be able to uh, run like you should But then when we do run, when we are able to go, uh, then we've got to run with what? Patience. I don't know if you have patience. I don't even know if I really have a good grasp on patience. I mean, the Bible said tribulation worketh patience. You better be careful to pray for patience. You might get some tribulation. People will say, Lord, give me the patience of Job. I would not pray that. <laughs> I will not pray Was it James that talked about the patience of Job? Webster's 18.28 said that patience is the endurance uh, without murmuring uh, or fretfulness. A calm temper which bears evil without murmuring or discontent. The act or quality of waiting a long time for justice or some expected good without discontent. Do you see what all those definitions have to deal with each other right there? It all has to do without murmuring and discontent and being able to wait that way. He said let us run with patience. How do you do that? Think about that for a second. That almost seems like an oxymoron. Saying that that's awful good. That's an oxymoron. Awful good. How can they be awful and good at the same time? He said let us run with patience. While we're running, we've set everything aside, but now we're just going to run to win and to finish. It's kind of like the tortoise and the hare. I thought about them while I was studying this. You remember the hare would run and run and run. Then it would want to rest a while. But yet that tortoise, as slow as it was, it just kept on moving. Kept on going. And who won the race? Y'all, y'all, know, the, y'all know the story. Why the tortoise did? Why? Why? Because the rabbit, the hare would run and run, and then it would uh, uh, rest and sleep. And while it was resting and sleeping, the tortoise come by and won the race. I'm going to tell you, it's. I, I thought about those people that run that 3,100 mile race. Do you think they run at the same speed all the time? I mean to finish in 40 days running at 18, uh, running at 18 hours a day, if that's what they run, they have to run an average, an average, at uh, 4.3 miles an hour. That's the average they have to run. That's pretty fast, all the time. I mean, all the time, 18 hours a day, for 40 days, at 4.3 miles an hour. You think that's what they did? Well no. Sometimes they run faster, and sometimes they run slower. And what they had to keep their mind and the picture on, or their mind on the picture of, was finishing the race. You know what me and you have to do? We have to keep in mind uh, uh, that we want to finish the race. 1 Corinthians 9. And every man, we just read this a few minutes ago, that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. You know what temperate means? Not excessive, moderate, and indulges in appetites, cool, and calm. You ever just seen somebody that just lays in on something? And, and, and I had to learn this over the years. When, when, when I'd go to split firewood, and I still split, split some firewood today. But you know what? I don't, set out, I don't set out to split it like I'm fighting fire. I'll just set it up there, and I'll split it. And I'll set the next one up there, and I'll split it. But I don't, I don't set out with the idea, man, I've got ten minutes to split all this wood. It'll get done when it gets done. But I'm going to stand here and work it till it gets done. You understand what I'm saying? This thing is a lifelong race. We run it with patience. We run it with temperance. We run it so that we can finish. But not only that we can finish, but that we can finish and get that corruptible crown. Oh, that's close. Incorruptible crown. Am I making sense to y'all this morning? Okay. Help me out now. While we're running, now I'm talking about how we are to run. We're to run with patience. We're to run with temperance. But we're to run so that we don't get weary and faint. You come down to the text verse in verse 3 of the book of Hebrews. He said, For consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Galatians said this. Galatians chapter 6, Paul did He said, And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap... If we faint not. 2 Thessalonians 3, he said, But ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. you know what's going to happen if you run a long race? Uh, physical fatigue is going to set in. You're going to get tired. You're going to get weary. Mental fatigue will start to set in. I don't know if I can finish this race. I'm too tired to finish this race. Boy, I wished I could quit this race. I mean, you, you ever... You ever I remember in high school, they made us run a mile, a mile, a mile. And, and some of them boys that I was in class with, in gym class with, and I was a freshman, man, they run that thing, they run that thing in less than three minutes. I mean, they, man, that's gone. I run it with Patience. I did not run till my side hurt. I can tell you that. Y'all remember that when you was a kid? You'd run and your side would hurt? Huh? I still don't know what caused that, but I still don't do it anymore. Amen. But you know what will happen if we're not careful in running this race? We'll become weary. We'll begin to look that, that we can't see the finish line. So we don't really know what we're going to win. Or what we're going to get, we're looking and it's out there somewhere. We know it's out there, but well, it seems like an awful way out there. That's a long way to run. And here I am just running. Don't know if I'm accomplishing anything. Everybody else or somebody else or some people around us, well they quit. I'm going to tell you one of the hardest things on a Christian that's running the race is a Christian that quits the race. That's a hard thing. You know what the Lord Lord said over in the law there? He told Moses, he he told them when when they get ready to go to war, he told them, he said, look, if you're afraid to go to war, don't even go. He said, because your brethren out there will see your fearfulness, and when you get fearful, they're liable to get fearful too. Why do you think Paul said in Galatians 6 and 2 Thessalonians 3, let us not be weary in well doing." Now seriously, why do you think he said that? Why do you think he had to warn us about weariness? Because he knew it was going to set in. He knew weariness was going to be something that every one of us was going to face. I thought about that. Uh, I love going to the nursing home. But I go to the nursing home every Friday by myself. Or I feel by myself. I know they're over there, and I know the Lord's with me, but I go over there every Friday by myself. I take my guitar in there. Uh, I play the music. I lead the singing. I do the preaching. Uh, and you say, well, that's just a little thing. Go do it all the time. But as I thought about that, I thought about, well, I've got a pastor friend of mine right now that <clears throat> he, he, he plays his flat-top guitar at his church, leads the singing, and does the preaching at his church Sunday morning. Sunday night, Wednesday night, and works a public job on top of that. I mean, I'm full time here. I mean, y'all make my life easy. And I've yet to hear him complain. I thought, man, I'm pretty sorry. I'm just saying, there are some times in your Christian life, you might get weary with some stuff. You might get tired of teaching Sunday school wondering if you're doing any good. <clears throat> wondering if anybody's getting it. Huh? I stood in this pulpit and wondered if y'all got it. I mean, I'm just being honest. I didn't say you didn't get it. I said I stood up here and wondered if you did get it. And then what happens is, it's inevitable. I'll be wondering about that stuff and be standing back there at the back of the door and somebody will come by and they'll either say, boy, that was good. Here's how it helped me or that message helped me and thank you for it, preacher. And I, I had one fellow bless his heart uh, he, he, I preached that and preached my guts out I think that morning and, and on the way he done dead and gone to heaven now but on the way out the door uh, he was shaking my hand he said you know preacher that message you preached six months ago uh, on such and such yeah and I'm standing back there thinking Did you not hear the one I preached this morning that's what I was thinking but thank God that that thing stuck with him for six months We tend to get a little weary sometimes in running this race. We get tired of having to do right when nobody else seems to be doing right. When the world's not doing right, man, they're getting ahead it seems. They're getting ahead. And man, we're having to do right and live right and act right and uh, man, treat our wife right and our kids right and our husband right and all these things. And, uh, and, and everybody else is getting ahead. Make you weary. Make you tired. Make you tired. He said we had to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Why? Because he, he for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down at the right hand throne of God. For consider him that, is, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. He said look at everything Jesus faced. He didn't quit. I mean that's what he's saying. And he done it with joy. He went to Calvary with joy. We ought to be running with joy. He ain't asking us to go to Calvary. We ought to be serving, running with joy. I get to run. I get to go to the nursing home. Amen. I get to go over our mission. And let let me tell you something. You ought to come and go with me some Friday. Man, them people love church. Don't they, Sister Margie? That's where Sister Margie works. I mean, they love church. They love the old time singing. I mean, I just I just sing the same songs that that we sing in our choir. Take that old redback book, open it up, and sing. Now it gets a little hairy if we're singing part songs. Amen. You got to be careful with that. I always think about uh, Sister Tammy. She's gone to heaven now, but I believe it was. Every every time I would sing how beautiful heaven must be, you know, how beautiful heaven must be, must be. Man, she would put must be in there in a lot of places sometimes. But you know what? As much as sometimes that would aggravate me, just a little bit, not much. Just a little bit. I miss it. I miss it because she's gone to heaven. I miss her doing that. I did. It was a blessing. It's still a blessing to get to go. I still ask the Lord from time to time, Lord, what have you got me doing over here? And it's just going to help them. It's going to be a help. Although you get weary in it sometimes. You get tired in it. I'm just telling you some things that I get weary about. I get weary about building them radio broadcasts. I make seven radio broadcasts a week. Seven. Now for some of y'all that would be a great amount. To me it's, it, that's not a whole lot. I mean because it's just what we've recorded here. I'm not preaching seven extra times a week. I mean I preach a minimum of four times a week now. But I, I mean but just making those things and getting them ready to go. And seeing that they took get, get care of. And all that stuff. That can get a little wearisome sometimes. I'm just talking about our work uh, uh, for the Lord. What are you doing for the Lord? What are you running in this race? I know that Mitchell and Kerry love to go sing. I know that. I know that for a fact. They love to sing. How do I know that? I've known, man, I've known Mitchell Gagan since I was 15 years old. You know how we met? Making music. Man, that's how me and him met. We were making music together. That's been a long time ago, brother. And you're older than I am too, by the way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Mitchell's nine years on me. Thank God for that. Amen. But I know for a fact that it gets wearisome. I know for a fact it does. It gets tiresome to do that stuff. I have to go to my study. I, I, come, I come out here yesterday, I, I told my wife, I, I said, I just, I just need to get out of the house. It had been raining for a couple days. I just wanted to get away from the house. So I, I just come out here to do my studying. Went over here to the office and sat in the office and done my studying out here. Just needed to get away. Sometimes you just need to get away by yourself and do some praying. Sometimes you need to get away by yourself and just read your Bible. Me, me and my wife, we, we try our very best and do, do a pretty fire job at it of reading Scripture together. But sometimes you just need to get away by yourself. Just you and the Lord. Just talking and meditating. What are we going to face in the race? We will face that weariness. But I found this very interesting. Now stay with me. I don't know what time it is. First Corinthians 9. We go back to what Paul said about running the race and keeping his body under subjection. But, but I found this very interesting. Out of all the years that I have read this scripture, he said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. He's running and having to fight. I thought that was interesting. He's running and having to fight at the same time. Now if you notice what he's dealing with, he's dealing with his body. He's dealing with his flesh in running. I honestly believe that's what he's fighting. We got got to fight us in the race. We got to fight us not to get weary, not to get wore out, not to become fearful. I mean, Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. He said, I got to press. I mean, there's going to be obstacles. Your flesh is going to want to quit. It's not going to want to face uh, uh, tomorrow some days. You ever notice how everybody has a different personality? You ever notice, and and bless some folks' heart, they need to work on their personality. If that's you, you're welcome. But I'll leave that alone for today, okay? But you ever notice how some people people lives a life of, of just, it's, uh, there's never nothing wrong. Man, they're always upbeat. Everything's always right. It's going right. Man, they're having a good day every day. Would to God I knew how to do that. But then you run into some people that all they've got is melancholy, and that's depression. And nothing never goes right. They're always beat down, they're always sad. And I know what it means like to be there too. And then you find everybody in between. And you know what we're all doing? We're all running the race. And these people always seem to be beat down. These people always seem, everything's always going right. And, and I just want to fit somewhere in the middle. More to this side than this side. So I sure don't want to have to deal with weariness. There's always obstacles. That we have to face in our path. Now I'm talking about running a race now, okay? There's always potholes you got to run through. There's always going to be other people that you're running around. Some good, some bad. There's going to be, try to be detours. There's going to be bad weather. You know what they said about that 3,100 mile race? They said it did not matter what the weather was doing. They still run the race. Didn't matter how hot it was, how cold it was. How rainy it was, how sunny it was, didn't matter. They was running the race, thirty-one hundred miles. You know that's our Christian life. No matter what the weather's doing, we're to be running. No matter what the obstacles are out there, we're to be running. No matter how weary we are, we're to be running. You know what Paul Paul asked the church at Galatia? And I know this has to deal with with, with Judaism and and, and the Jews, some trying to bring the law back in. I understand. But you know what he asked them? He said, you did run well. He said, you run well. He said, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? See, they'd give up on the truth of the gospel. He said, who hindered you? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. He said, who hindered you in the race? You know, know we've got to fight in the race. I'm going to deal with that tonight. Lord, help us. We'll deal with the fight. But, man, I mean, not only are we running, but then we've got to fight ourselves. We've got to fight others that are trying to stop us from running. Satan's going to try to get... You know, he is our adversary. You know. There's obstacles out there. But why are we running? First Corinthians said we're running, we're running to obtain an incorruptible crown and to press toward that mark. And because of Jesus Christ. I'm running a race. First of all, I want to finish the race. But second of all, I want to finish it good. He said run. He said so run. That you may obtain. That's to get there and get get the prize. And he said, we're running for something that's incorruptible. He said, as he keeps his body under subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be cast away. Paul said, if I can tell you how to do it, but if I'm not doing it, he said, then it's just wasted away. I've become a castaway. I'm not worth anything in the race. I've stopped. He's talking about stopping, you know. I don't want to quit in this race. I want to finish and get the prize. Paul said this, 2 Timothy, as I finish chapter 4, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. He said, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. That middle part, I've finished my course. I've run my race is what he's saying. And I've run it to the end. What about you? You going to run to the end? Or are you going to get weary and quit? One of the most dangerous things in a Christian's life is weariness. Because we just get tired and won't quit. Tired and won't quit. Tired and and won't quit. I understand getting tired. I understand wanting to quit. But I do know that there is no place for the Christian to quit running this race. How you running this morning? You running the race of spider heads? If we would.